The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Great to have you in on Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Damon Barr, a dreadful day for college football fans in the state of Nebraska, in the capital city, and all those who wear red and white. The Big Ten, as you're probably well aware, announcing the postponement of fall football. They hope to play in the spring. We will get into all of that. Phone lines are open. You want to vent? Join with me at 466-3776-800-825-5865. Numbers to dial up. Can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. And uh, can find us and follow us on Twitter. Chris Schmidt at Schmidt underscore radio. Or at Damon Barr. That's two R's with Damon. Damon, going to need some of your rum Today, as the Big Ten moving forward with an announcement, the Pac-12 has followed. They have called off football for the fall. What does this mean for the bigger landscape of football? I have some thoughts. The ACC going to do what the SEC does. The SEC is going to play ball as we speak now. Things could crumble if the Big 12 does not decide to play football. The Big 12 opts out. Then the ACC will get nervous, and then there's the SEC left all alone. Is everybody going to shut down, or is it just the Big Ten and Pac-12? Where's Nebraska in this? Some thoughts. First on the decision by the Big Ten. They are listening to medical advisors. They are listening to medical advisors. They are listening to those medical advisors over the voices of their players. They're listening to those medical advisors over the voices of their coaches and, in some instances, their athletic department and uh, athletic officials. We'll hear from Commissioner Warren in a moment. He did not have a good interview with Dave Revson. Uh, He had really about 12 to 15 minutes of non-answers. He didn't want to get specific uh, on the vote. He didn't want to get specific on Nebraska's position and it, it, he is a guy that's in over his head, quite frankly, right now. A guy that had a great background and pedigree with the NFL. But there's a difference from pro, corporate, and professional to college. I have no problem with siding with caution. I have no problem with being safe. I don't want players to die 15 years from now, 10 years from now, five years from now, five months from now, two days from now. Not interested in that at all. But you don't have a uniform medical take going on where one commissioner can get info, the SEC or the ACC, from their medical experts 
They probably graduated from the Big Ten. Don't know that. But you don't have a consistent message, and you and you don't have a consistent thought in the Big Ten. Nebraska's statement out a little bit after 2 o'clock today, 2.15 today. This statement from Nebraska, from Ronnie Green, from Teddy Carter, from Bill Moose, from Scott Frost, a combined statement were very disappointed in the decision by the Big Ten to postpone the fall football season as we've been and continue to be ready to play. Safety comes first. Based on the conversations with our medical experts, we continue to strongly believe the absolute safest place for our student-athletes is within the rigorous safety protocols, testing procedures, and the structure and support provided by Husker Athletics. Amen to that. We will continue to consult with medical experts and evaluate the situation as it emerges. We hope it may be possible for our student-athletes to have the opportunity to compete. So Nebraska, 24 hours ago, was all about looking around and finding a way to play. Uh, What does Nebraska do now? And if they do it, are they alone? This is a statement, and we'll talk with Mitch Sherman here in 15 minutes. uh, Per The Athletic from Iowa Athletic Director Gary Barta, on the possibility of Iowa playing football this fall, my understanding of membership in the Big Ten is there's membership criteria, and playing outside the Big Ten would violate that criteria. That's not something we're looking at. So Iowa, while they voted to play on Sunday or whatever we want to call that vote, they are not going to go rogue. That's fine. What does Nebraska do? You heard Nebraska's statement. Nebraska's next statement is what? Will Nebraska stay quiet? Can Nebraska, stay quiet. There's 50 million reasons to just take your medicine here and just suck it up and hope for the spring. But man, this is a a nuclear missile. This is a bomb. This is a kick in the junk. I mean, go through the list of things that suck about this. And I'm thinking of the economy. Period. For folks around the state, around the community that are backhanded by this with no football. This is this is awful. So what happens here? Well, the reality is this. If we're just talking about competition and keep it to sports and football, uh, you're going to have transfer issues. You're going to have eligibility issues. You're not going to have money coming in at all. With no games this fall, you hope you play in spring. I don't think that happens. And there's inconsistency again with the message and the result here. Well, we're concerned about health and safety because of the COVID. So now let's wait and see if things are better. That's fine. I'm all for waiting. I I was expecting and the coaches, if you listen to Coach Brom, the coaches were probably expecting not a let's push the red button and nuke this bastard for the fall. They were thinking, okay, let's push it back. Let's delay. Let's be a little bit more patient, kind of like the SEC's doing. And and push things back towards the end of, 
uh, towards the end of September. Maybe let's look at October. That's an option. Not this. This is absolute. But the Big Ten, man, Big Ten's a lot of things. Big Ten's a moneymaker. Big Ten's a original made member, if you will. And the Big Ten is also all about their headlines and their freaking prestige. They care about perception. They do care about health and safety, but they're overly cautious on this. The Big Ten is more worried about their standing in the academic community than they are their athletic standing. That goes into this. And it also goes into liability. That is first and foremost. That's first, second, fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth, tenth on the list. It's I don't want to get sued. Now, you had the essay that was written by the Indiana player's mother about her son being in health or perfect health or great shape, and he got smoked by COVID, bless his heart, and he's, he's recovering, but he could have long-lasting heart issues. And that may have been what changed things from let's drop a schedule last week to here's this new medical information that's come out to, oh, God, how many guys are going to end up with this heart issue due to COVID if they contract COVID-19? And guess what? Players may still end up with this heart condition if they contract COVID-19. Do they have a greater chance now of contracting COVID-19 if they're not within their academic, I should say, their athletic communities? So I've got no medicine for this. I don't think they play ball in the sport in, in the spring. Um, does Nebraska stand down? Do they follow and be unified? That's what the Big Ten is known for. That's what they've been all about. That's what they were all about under Commissioner Delaney. They are anything but that right now. And you've got the Ohio States and Michigans and Penn States and Nebraskas and Iowas that have pushed and wanted to play. Where's Wisconsin in this? Where's Northwestern in this? Where's Illinois? Where's Michigan State? Where's Michigan? Uh, where's Minnesota? Excuse me. Where's Rutgers? Where's Maryland? Where's Purdue? Where's Indiana? And the, the folks on the left side of the, the, the ledger here, Nebraska's not been great in Big Ten play recently, but they're a blue blood. And you had the academics win over the athletic side. That's what happened today. Let's hear from Commissioner Warren. Specifically, his take on the Nebraska situation. Again, my hat off to Dave Revson, friend of the show, with how he handled things. He had to ask tough questions. He got crap for answers. Here's the Nebraska section of the interview. Scott Frost came out very publicly yesterday, the Nebraska head coach, and said that if the Big Ten wasn't going to play, they might explore the possibility of playing elsewhere. Is that something that a Big Ten school can do within the parameters of the conference agreement? Uh, Dave, I'll just say this. I, I know yesterday, uh, for everyone included, um, 
Yesterday, this this whole last couple of days today is very very emotional. We have some um, we have some the best coaches I believe um, from a conference level standpoint in all of college football, and they they are they are passionate. And the reason why they're great coaches is because they have great passion and they work hard and they're intelligent. And and I understand that. So I know there were many statements that were made yesterday. There were many interviews that were done yesterday. I'm sure there are going to be many other statements made today and in the future. But I just take those statements as as uh, really a point of passion and support, supporting and representing their universities and their student-athletes. More on if the Big Ten will work together. Will they stay divided? Uh, will Nebraska pursue their own deal? Can they pursue their own deal? You heard what, what A.D. Barta said from Iowa. That's outside the Big Ten criteria. Does Nebraska force the Big Ten's hand? Can Nebraska go find $50 million somewhere else? Is the welcome mat open for the Big 12? Does the Big 12 even play? Does Nebraska get an invite from the SEC? This is your tipping point. The folks that are going to play football or want to play football and the folks that don't play football or squeamish to play football, you're going to see a shift. You're going to see a jumping of ship eventually by the football programs and the athletic Folks, to one big, we're leaving you NCAA. Here we go. This is this is your declaration of war. And can you get paid like you've been getting paid? I mean, Nebraska's saved their money, man. Their piggy bank's fat and happy, and it's going to get broke open here to help supplement this hard time. But there's going to be future hard times and hard decisions. Like, do you fit culturally in the Big Ten? Do you go find a new girlfriend? Do you go back to your old girlfriend? I don't know that... You, and listen, we're just speculating here. Would the SEC take you? Would the AC... I mean, again, I'm just throwing it out there. If you want to play ball and you want to earn money and you want to go compete... You've got that right to do it, but you're going to get a, either end up getting kicked out of the conference or fined or both, and you're bent over a barrel uh, walking into a league. I mean, it was as much as things have been up and down in the Big Ten, at least it's been a payday. And we're not even into the scholarship discussion, how that carries over, the eligibility issues, the topic of Title IX, and the non-revenue-generating sports. And Nebraska makes a boatload of money. Most don't. More from the commissioner. But as I sit here today, uh, again, we have 14 institutions in the Big Ten Conference, and uh, we've been together. Uh, I plan for us to continually be together and work to co- work collectively to make sure that we're doing everything that we possibly can to make sure that we keep our conference strong. Uh, we keep our conference very strong academically and also very strong athletically. So I understand, you know, the passion. I understand the many things that have been said, and I can expect the many things that will be said. But I'm, I'm proud to to be in the Big Ten. Uh, it's been a challenging year so far for many people on multiple levels. Um, but uh, I just want people to know that we're doing what we believe at this point in time in the best interest of our student athletes. And that is their mental, their physical uh, and their emotional health, safety and wellness. Translation, we don't want to get sued. Last thought here from Commissioner Warren. Do we have time? 
again, Dave Rebson followed up on, hey, give me a freaking answer on if you're going to let Nebraska go shop around or not. Were Nebraska or anyone else to say they're going to play elsewhere, could they do it? Dave, I mean, uh, again, I know what was said. And, um, you know, th- these are things that I'm sure there will be a lot of other issues that will, will, will arise or be raised uh, that we'll address at the appropriate time. Today's not the appropriate day. Uh, to do that, okay. there are no games today, and and I respect your question, but, but at this fall. point in time, I would just like to focus on uh, our announcement and uh, doing the things that we need to do and should do and should be focusing on, and not focusing on uh, on on some issues because there's so many issues. No answer, no answer. Uh, brutal interview, horrible leadership, worst decision, and that's your commissioner, Big Ten. So. What's next for Nebraska? And here's here's the last part. If if you have the ACC and the SEC play, and the Big 12 says, sure, why not? You have just given up your seat at the table as, as a decision maker and a power broker because you tapped out. And you are going to get slaughtered on the recruiting trail. Health and safety, bigger fish, I, I get it. But I'm saying if this turns out to be something that the ACC and the SEC have a season with no issues or few issues. Big mistake by the Big Ten. And we're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Mike Babcock's in an hour. Rick Kaczynski shortly after five. We welcome in Mitch Sherman from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, a dark day for a lot of folks in Nebraska with the Big Ten's decision. Are you surprised that the Big Ten went with a fall cancellation versus a delay in a start date? Yeah, I, I uh, am a little bit surprised. I wouldn't have been surprised had I, had I heard about this yesterday. Um, it seemed that all of the indicators – Monday morning, Sunday night, Monday morning, we're pointing toward uh, cancellation of the season and the fact that we survived Monday without getting that news and the way that conversations appeared to begin shifting during the day on Monday and in the early part of today had me thinking that we were more likely to see a postponement of the early September games today um, and, and, a, and an announcement that the, at a more of a decision would be made later in August. But, um, you know, I had some of those conversations with my coworkers and expressed those same feelings. And then at the end of that said, but I wouldn't be surprised if they cancel it all. So, uh, you know, I, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely shocked, but still to hear that news come out a little before two, um, it's just, it's, you know, it's unprecedented, um, in our lifetimes, and really in the history of college football, you can go back to world wars, uh, you know, previous pandemics, and we've not, had, we've not had this. They've always gotten on the field and tried to make it happen. Uh, so really disappointing and really just heartbroken for the city of Lincoln uh, and the businesses in, that, in, in all of the city, but especially around campus in that downtown area. So. Um, you know, I know they've they've all got hard hard times and hard decisions upcoming, and um, you know my thoughts are are with them, and and of course with uh, everybody on campus too. Mitch Sherman's with us, the Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Does the Big Ten stay united? 
Well, I think there's 13 teams in the Big Ten that came out in support of this decision right away. Um, if not in support of it, you know, certainly they didn't, um, they didn't uh, show any reason to believe that they were going to uh, stage a mutiny. And Nebraska uh, issued a statement that that that, that it, it didn't support the decision. That it is, um, you know, it, it's going to. Uh, it, it hopes to continue to find to to look to find a way to play this fall. Which, uh, you know, and I'm paraphrasing the statement mm-hmm. there, but that's that's what it said. Um, and and you know, we've looked for some clarity on that. And, you know, reached out to some other leaders in the Big Ten. Kevin Warren was asked about it on the Big Ten Network by Dave Repson. Didn't sound too pleased about, uh, you know, that, that kind of a movement. You know, we'll see. It's very, very early in, the, in this developing story. Um, is Nebraska going to be on the practice field tomorrow morning? You know, there's a report out there that says that they're going to be in full pads tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> you know, we will, uh, we will find out. Uh, and it's a, it's a crazy time, Chris. Um, I don't know how feasible it is, honestly, with the way things are, are trending. The Pac-12 has, has already canceled. You know, we'll find out what happens in Big 12 country. If the Big 12 follows suit, I, I just can't see, even if the Big 10 was going to let Nebraska out of things, which is unlikely, uh, how it would move forward. But, um, you know, the Big 12 right now is still standing, and there are schools in close proximity to Lincoln, who may or may not be willing to schedule a game, but uh, you know Nebraska could be jeopardizing its its membership in the Big Ten potentially if it uh, if it were to go that route. So uh, we got a we got an interesting interesting uh, few days, maybe weeks ahead of us to sort this out. Mitch Sherman's with us. Mitch, if if you're Nebraska, do you you put your statement out? Okay, that. You're not in support. If Nebraska's padded up tomorrow, that'll be pretty sweet, but it won't be popular back in Chicago. No. If if you're Nebraska, do you just stand pat to to feel out if the Big Twelve's going to do something and and maybe find a landing place there? The other side of this man is, and I know there's no income coming in for a, a fall season, but bigger picture, I mean, you've been able to, to make a, a ton of money, and it's not been all roses for you in the Big Ten since you arrived, at least on-field competition record-wise. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your sense fit-wise of Nebraska culturally in the Big Ten? I mean, clearly they're not pleased. They're they're on a different page than the Big Ten, and for the first time, I mean, this is post-Delaney we're living in, yeah. but I mean, no one's ever, no one ever spoke out against Delaney, and, and you've got a slew of programs issuing statements, uh, Nebraska being very adamant, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa. I, I don't know that they're all going to step forward and, and break away or, or act on their, their frustration, but Nebraska sure seems to be uh, not willing to to to, to stand down. I, I I hope things shake out for for Nebraska clearly, but I'm not sure where they move forward relationship wise with the Big Ten. Yeah, you know I think the other schools have fallen in line. Um, they've either issued statements or their athletic directors have made comments just since two o'clock today 
that indicate they're accepting the decision, they're disappointed by it, mm-hmm. but they're but they're going to go with the Big Ten here. Um, certainly, nobody has said anything along the lines of what Nebraska uh, said today. And you know, while it wasn't, um, you know, a, 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 it wasn't um, you know complete defiance. Mm-hmm. It was it was hinting at it. It was bordering on it. And what Nebraska does tomorrow, you know, could take that a step further. I think it's it's reasonable uh, if you're Nebraska or even another Big Ten school, just for the purpose of having your players in a, in structure uh, and still getting tested. You know, the virus is still there, as Scott mm-hmm. Frost said yesterday. It's there no matter whether you play football or not. And the kids are, uh, the you know, student athletes are putting are they're 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 potentially going to get exposed to it whether they're on the football field or not so it's reasonable to keep them in your medical protocol to keep them in shape to keep them working out to keep giving them something to look forward to even if you're not going to play another football game for another 13 months um but if you go out and put on pads tomorrow which is in defiance of the big 10 order to go only in the acclimatization uh period here over the last few days you know that is that's going beyond a statement. That's that's beginning to damage the relationship. Um, I don't. You know, I, we're we're we are not to the point, and I don't know that I expect it. I'd be really surprised if it gets to the point where Nebraska is doing serious harm to its to its uh, standing as a member of the Big Ten. But these are unprecedented times. These are crazy times. We've never been, any, been through anything like this. We know that Nebraska stands to lose 80 to $120 million from its athletic budget this year, its athletic-generated revenue. Mm-hmm. We know what's at stake in the city of Lincoln and the responsibility that Bill Moose and Scott Frost and Ronnie Green feel to, that, to the community around the campus. So, you know, I guess nothing is off the table. Um, we will, uh, you know, for sure, uh, be interested to see where this goes in, in the hours ahead. Couple more minutes. Mitch Sherman's with us. The Athletic Hale Varsity Radio at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, do you think you think uh, we play ball in the spring? Sorry about the crystal ball question, but um, I there's uh, there's quite a bit of blowback from the decision today. Clearly, there was a lot of uh, posturing yesterday. But there's really negative thoughts about asking guys, if we're concerned about health and safety, to put the uh, the old pads on and knock out a couple of seasons within one calendar year. Does, does spring seem like a good idea to you? No, it doesn't. Uh, but things can change. You know, we could have a vaccine. Um, you know, we could have virus and, and you know and I, I say that and I, and I don't mean to say it like in a flippant way. I don't. No, I I'm not you. under. I'm not under like. A, you know, uh, 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 an illusion here that even if we had a vaccine, that it would be able to be distributed to everybody in time to eradicate the virus by spring. You know, it's going to be a process that takes a number of months once the thing gets approved, if it gets approved and, and, and ready to distribute. So it's playing football and the, the coronavirus isn't going to be gone uh, in the spring, even in, even even likely in a best case scenario in, in the United States with, with where things are at right now. And I'm going to stop being a doctor and talk mm-hmm. about football, but I, I, you know, I think, um, you know, what does the spring even mean? You know, is that January? Is it February? Is it March? Uh, you know, the spring semester starts the first week of January. Could they do it then? Well, yeah, that's, that's a little more reasonable if things are in a better situation 
four or five months from now. You try to do it in, in, in March or April, like when you normally play spring football, and that's what came into my mind when the Big Ten said, you know, we're going to give it a shot in the spring. That, that, you, that just, it's, it's really, really, how do you, then, then how do you have a season in the fall of 2020? Right. I mean, unless you play three or four games. In, in your in your springtime and and what's you know what's that what is it's not I, I I'm not I, I I'm not I, I don't I don't I don't feel good right now about the, the viability of a spring season I'll put it that way but um, whereas from where the Big Ten sitting uh, it's um, you know it's more likely to happen than the fall because the fall just went off the table. Yeah. Mitch Sherman's with us uh, and uh, can find Mitch on The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter is where you follow him. Mitch, last thought here about a minute. Is the plan to just roll over scholarships? How do you do that if that's the plan uh, with, with no money coming in, with this, with this budget hit uh, of between 80 and $120 million if you're Nebraska? Yeah, you're already in a budget problem. You know, 80, 80 to $120 million is just the football impact. You've already missed an NCAA tournament. Um, you've already had all kinds of problems from the last five months um, with with, uh, with issues related to this. So anything where you're looking at increased expenses or even normal expenses is going to be a big problem. Um, and, you know, I'm sure uh, based on the way that the NCAA reacted in the spring to baseball players and spring sport athletes who missed their season, missed part of the season, that these football players who missed an entire season are going to be given an opportunity to come back. If you're a season senior right now, you're going to be able to be given an opportunity to come back, which means that 85-man scholarship limit is going to go up to 105 or 110, um, you know, whatever, however it fits your roster, I would think. And how, where are schools going to come up with the money to pay those scholarships? It's, it's going to be a problem um, for Nebraska, for the big Power 5 schools of the world, and it's going to be probably an impossibility for your group of five schools, for your FCS programs. Uh, those, those places, you know, while we're not hearing as much about them because they don't, uh, they don't drive headlines the way that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and the SEC do, um, they're, they're going to be damaged um, to the point where they may not be able to field a team. Um, you know, I think I'm confident Nebraska will field a football team the next time there's a season. Uh, I can't say the same thing about a lot of other schools. Mitch, thanks for your work today. Thanks for your time, and we'll talk next week. Appreciate you. Okay, thanks, Chris. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Well, I, I need to smile a little bit. And I, I, Twitter does a lot to, to make you not smile. Now, the SEC, Big 12, and Big 10, Ricky Bobby mashup was pretty good. So Midland football <laughs> has quoted, you know, Frost's statement yesterday, the hashtag we want to play, and Midland football just put out the old sup with a question mark. What are you doing? Our old buddy Jeff Colhane, uh, he's up in, in uh, Fargo with North Dakota State, great play-by-play guy, good dude. Uh, he put out a couple hours ago that North Dakota State has reached out to Nebraska to play a game this fall. So I hope that happens. 
I hope Nebraska's ready because <laughs> North Dakota State's <clears throat> good. Kirk Herbstreet has uh, weighed in with Paul Feinbaum. And, and this, is my, this is my lasting take from takeaway from today, aside from the commissioner pulling the plug way too early. Okay, He's pull, he pulled the plug way too early. And he gave no answers on his own network. This is Herbie. I've never seen a Big Ten commissioner make a decision and then so many heavyweights like Ohio State, Nebraska, Michigan, Penn State come out publicly and be furious and let the public know that they disagree with the decision. You do not have uniformity. You have Nebraska with their statement. They, they, are, they are on an island. All right. And they were on a bit of an island despite winning championships and making money and being on TV for the Big Eight when they went to the Big 12. And they were on an island and they got their legs taken out from under them by people that wanted to knock them down in Texas. And they did not get to call the shots despite that they were bringing championship after championship to the Big 12. And you left the Big 12 because it was unstable. They have survived somehow. And they've, they've seen teams like TCU and Baylor really play at a high level. But now if you're Nebraska, what do you do? Short-term versus long-term. And do you keep poking the bear that is the commissioner? Or have you just, have you just had it? Do you say, screw it, we'll go find... It won't be $50 million, but do you get on board now? And is your standing high enough? Is, is your blue blood standing high enough to be accepted? Yeah, Nebraska will be taken. But will Nebraska get, well, what could Nebraska get and who could they get it from? And do you want to jerk with what's really been a problem since you joined the Big Ten from the Big 12? And that's getting what you needed to have on the line. I'm talking just purely football. You had this post-Sue setup for Nebraska, and you go to the Big Ten, and you've got gotten crushed a lot on the lines of scrimmage. And it's taken you a while to build up to be Big Ten ready. You were recruiting to stop the pass and get after the quarterback uh, with your front seven in the Big 12. And your recruiting base shifts because you you just, while you recruit nationally, are you able to uh, to shift conferences and styles again? It, I mean, I'm just talking hypothetically. If Nebraska is serious about the move, if they practice tomorrow in pads, I mean, are they pushing for a fine? Maybe are they pushing to get launched from the league? Can they go play North Dakota State? Can they hook up with Kansas? And you know what? You, you just got to gotta be patient if you're Nebraska. Either way. So you don't you – can, you can piss off the Big Ten for a little bit, and they may remember it when it comes to future scheduling or some fines, but you can't get kicked out until you know you've got a spot that will kind of make you whole financially. It, it will. So you just gotta you just gotta be patient here. If you're Nebraska, 
former Husker and Wisconsin athletic director Barry Alvarez weighing in with the Big Ten. Interested to hear what Barry had to say. Well, the decision's made. Um, no one likes it. Um, but we're in a pandemic, and it's very difficult to play uh, sports and have answers to all these questions when your number one concern is, a, is this health and safety of our student-athletes, our coaches, uh, and everyone associated with the program. So let's, 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 it's how we respond to this. Let's respond positively. Let's move forward as student-athletes. Let's get better as an individual and as a team. Uh, as coaches, let's support our student-athletes and, and help them through this tough time. Chris is going to jump on with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Chris, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Actually, Rich. Rich. Rich, go ahead, man. Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, I'm, I'll tell you what I think. I think it's time to realize that this new marriage of 10 years, the second marriage, is not working. Um, I absolutely believe that Nebraska ought to entertain offers going back to the Big 12. I know I always hear about the $51 million. We ain't going to get nothing this year. The University of Nebraska Athletic Department is going to fall apart. Downtown Lincoln is, is going to be a total disaster. This is beyond a love affair with the prestigious Big Ten. I think they kicked us in the groin, and mm-hmm. it's time to uh, take look at other offers. You know, I, I saw that uh, the, uh, Jick uh, Shatlin, the guy from the World Herald, had a Twitter poll if Nebraska should entertain a valid offer from the Big 12, and there was like 7,000 responses, and it was 80% yes. I saw I the 80%, Nebraskans Rich. Are- Rich, I saw that 80%, and it's it's you're right. But the, the other side of that is what what could Nebraska get, and when can they get it? Is there a waiting period? I mean, it took you a few years to be made whole, right, in the Big Ten, and Nebraska doesn't exactly have leverage right now. I'm with you. I want. I would love Nebraska tomorrow to join the Big Twelve, but from a short term, from a versus a long term, if for you know, let's just say that we get a vaccine and we can play ball and things are better a year from now, six months from now, three weeks from now, whatever. Okay, let's hope all that happens. Do you do you burn the bridge? Of fifty million dollars, or with the next media rights negotiations that come up in twenty twenty five, I don't know if it's going to be fifty, if it's going to be eighty, is it going down to forty? We don't know. But you burn what you got, and I know you got zero this year, but you may have fifty million next year. What What is the Big Twelve with Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Texas playing each other? What That's what that's that that's, that's, we, that's, we don't that's know. awesome. That would be awesome. But let's not pretend that Nebraska's been at Oklahoma's level the last five years. I mean, that comes, I totally, that, that comes I totally, down to some leverage. I totally agree, but I think, I think Bill Moose has to entertain that, uh, that uh, talk, that discussion. I, I, really I, do I, I think point. they're already sending feelers out. Rich, thanks for the phone call. We'll wind down Hour 1 next. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Well, Steve Spurrier has a plan. How about the 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 old ball coach? I don't know if it's a head ball coach or the old ball coach. Spurrier sounded off on Twitter says, you know what? If the SEC and the ACC play, 
let their seasons happen and just have the winners face off in the national championship because that was going to happen anyway. Thank you, head ball coach. Can chime in 466-3776-800-825-5865. Thanks to, to, to Rich for the, uh, the phone call. Uh, there's a false rumor out there about Nebraska to the SEC. Please disregard. I know our old buddy Lars Anderson would be open for that. Ohio State has released a statement that their players from the fall will remain on scholarship and continue to have access to facilities and COVID testing. Barry Alvarez, you heard, team's going to stay on a 20-hour week in the fall with workouts and drills. And uh, just remember, Kevin Warren said today, the world is not ending today. Feels like it. So, Thoughts to this movement, a new power for the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, and the AAC. Man, there's people just incinerating Kevin Warren. Not his finest day today. Far worse than his decision. And you have some of the talking heads that are proud Big Ten alum just going off on Nebraska. Michael Wilbon eviscerating Nebraska. What have you done? How dare you call out the Big Ten? You have Dan that tweets in, what's this nonsense going to do for us in recruiting if we don't still try and play? We are done competing with the SEC or the ACC for players going forward. They'll throw this crap in our face till the end of time. Exactly. I said 30 minutes ago, this decision, especially you listen, you better you better hope the Big 12 doesn't play football. And then the ACC checks out and then the SEC has to tap out by default. I mean, if we're just talking recruiting and ripple effects, because if the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 play, again, the Big 10 has left the adult table, as has the Pac-12. And it comes back to perception. There is more of a concern in the Big 10 about the circles they're thought of in the academic community than the athletic community. And you can blast me for science and doctors. I've got 50 different doctors for 50 different conferences telling me 50 different things. That's what's going on. And Nebraska and UNMC and Nebraska wouldn't say or do what they're doing without UNMC's blessing. Did their voice get drowned out when when consulted? By the Big Ten this past weekend. Rick Kaczynski, longtime Nebraska assistant, weighs in on the Big Ten's call. That's next. Hail Varsity continues. 
Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back to it, it's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. More uh, reaction and fallout with the Big Ten's decision to move football to spring. We welcome in a uh, longtime defensive line coach. Uh, Rick Kaczynski is with us. And Coach Kaz, good to chat with you. Sad day for uh, for football today. And I uh, wanted to spend a few minutes with you. How's, how's your Tuesday? Chris, uh, I appreciate you having me on, having uh Having a pretty good Tuesday so far. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, Big Ten football's canceled for the season. Kind of uh, saw that as the inevitable after the uh, unvetted reports came out on Sunday. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just very, very disappointed. But uh, other, other than that, life's pretty good, brother. How about yourself? You know, hanging in. And you've, you've coached and, and you've gone to living rooms. You've recruited kids. You've brought them to Iowa City. You've brought them to Lincoln, Nebraska, and you uh, you've been a father figure to a lot of a lot of kids. And put your coaching hat on for me. And and how do you get through this? I mean, yeah, maybe we can play ball in the spring. That's great. But you've got the immediate disappointment right now. You've had the the voices of players uh, the last. 72 hours on social media wanting to play some super high profile guys and uh, you've had uh, Nebraska you've had Iowa you've had Ohio State you've had Penn State you've had some pretty big name and blue blood institutions kind of go against where their presidents may stand aside from Nebraska and Iowa but as a coach when you're looking a kid in the eye what's your message today well you know it's uh, there's, there's not a whole lot you can say uh, I mean it really Really, Chris, the tough thing uh, about this situation, the only thing that can that can help you is time. It's uh, you know, it's these guys and these coaches, these players. It's it's what you it's what you do. It's it's who you are. Um, you know, you're a student athlete, but you know that you know playing football. That, that's that's the identity. Being a coach, that's the identity. Of a lot of these folks. So. Uh, I don't care how tough you are, how mentally tough you are, how physically tough you are. It's, it's, this is this is going to take a toll on you for a while. Um, you know, w- you know what what do you say? Because because even even as you look at it, and I think that's been the most frustrating part of this situation is you know there hasn't been a time frame, there hasn't been a whole lot of information, there hasn't been a whole lot of things that have been mapped out. Um, you know, by the conference, by the NCAA. Um, it's just kind of you know, a lot of gray area, which I think really, really makes it tough. And, you know, you're starting practice, you're getting all lamped up to get out there, then they pull you off the field. It's just, man, it's just really, it's going to be really tough to to, um, to come back from for, for a while. And, and I think even moving forward, uh, they just bought some time. You know, you say, okay, we have a spring season. But from what little that I've seen of it, there's just not a whole lot mapped out. There's not a lot of of, uh, of definitives right now, and and you know coaches, players, you, you're regimented. Um, you ha- you go through phases. You know, there's always a, a marking point and then an end point. And right now, you're just kind of looking out 
to the sky wondering, you know, what's next and, and how do we prepare moving forward? Rick Kaczynski is with us, Hale Varsity Radio. It's uh, good to get caught up with Coach Kaz, get his reaction on the Big Ten. So with the Big Ten, and look, the, the medical reasoning's been cited but not specified who they're listening to. And you played uh, a lot of football for Notre Dame, man. You played on the on the offensive line, and uh, you you went into the, the the coaching profession. What's your reaction when it comes to player uh, safety and, and health concerns in reference to COVID and football being safe or not safe to play? What what's your take on that? Do you think it's worth giving a shot versus hitting pause even till spring or? Is it something you even want to get into? Well, no. I, I think when you look at the institutions and the resources these institutions have and, and, and the steps that they have already taken, um, you know, for, you know, when you look at the, the, the student body, the, the, the coming in, you know, what are the precautions right now? You really don't, you don't have any data on that anywhere in the country for students. What you do have is data. You've had guys on campus. You've had athletes. Uh, different sports, not just football, um, at institutions across the country where you're able to gather data. And, and I think when this happened, when you brought the student-athletes back to campus, these, these institutions, they have, one, they had a plan, and then, two, they have the resources. And obviously, first and foremost is always player safety. And I can tell you this, I'm with Coach Saban and, and all these other mm-hmm. coaches work. And Coach Frost, man, I mean, these guys are in a safe environment as you're going to get. And just like the NBA, these guys have been living in a, living in a bubble. I guess with, with, with my take on it, and, and once again, I'm not a doctor, and it's really when you don't have any skin in the game and we're, when I know liability is a huge issue with this, um, and it's real easy to, to give your, uh, you know, to opine when you're not the one being held liable. Um, but, man, I just yeah. – you know, what are you going to do? I think uh, uh, the way I looked at it, just me personally, you know, as a former coach, as a former player, and as a fan of college football, I mean, what's the difference when these students come back? I mean, you got to have it. Not, to me, it's all or nothing with this. How do you cancel football, but yet keep students coming back from campus? You know, what are those protocols? How are the players going to be protected? How are the students going to be protected? You know, is that mapped out? Have you gone through all these scenarios? So, I just think that, Schmidt, if there was some communication, more communication along the lines of, of the thought process instead of all of a sudden, here's an unvetted report that comes out Sunday and two days later we make a decision, I think that's where the frustration, that's where the questions come in right now. Um, but me, uh, real easy for me to say, Schmidt, I don't have, I don't have much skin in the game right now other than being a fan, but... I mean, I'd have to ask, why, why aren't we playing college football right now in the Big Ten? That's the question I have. Uh, Pac-12 probably going to move forward and make their cancellation. They're kind of on the same wavelength as the Big Ten. What do you expect from the SEC and the ACC, and do you have a, do you have a thought on, on the Big 12? I mean, do, do those yeah. three power fives move forward, even though you've had – Somebody jump in the pool first as in, in the Big Ten to cancel, at least for the fall? Well, you know, I, I haven't followed uh, I haven't followed the, the Big 12 a whole lot. But, right. you know, Bob, Bob Bowles, who's been around this, this rodeo for a, for a long, long time. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think what, what he's done right now is just kind of continue to buy them time and continue to look at the data. Um, but I think that message has been cleared where, where they stood at. But, but also that's just what little contact and, and little covering that I have followed out of the Big 12. You know, I'm in ACC. I'm in SEC country. I mean, they're, they're full speed ahead from all reports that I've got from the, from the folks that I know that are, that are involved with some of these teams that work in some of these football buildings. I mean, they, are, they have their foot on the gas, man. They are, they are playing football. Um, and I know South Carolina, they already have their sorority rush. They have people on campus. They got their – one of my neighbors works uh, – uh, she's, she's over the food services um, for uh, University of South Carolina. She's been back to work for a month, and they got, they got students. They have a plan. They got it all mapped out. They have their protocols. So I can't imagine. I really cannot. I really cannot imagine – the SEC not playing football, and I think the same thing for the ACC moving forward. Um, you know, it's not that just because, hey, there's, you know, a more passion or anything like that. I, I, I just think that the, the folks, the communication, um, I, I think you've heard a lot more out of these conferences. Uh, I think they've been working in concert. You've hear, heard the same message from the get-go, Right. Um, there hasn't been any false reports, unvetted reports. It's you have one person speaking for the group. Um, it's been black and white, no gray. This is what they want to do. This is what the coaches want to do. This is what the players want to do. And these are the protocols. So, so if you're asking me if I was if I was going to hedge, um, I'd say 99.9% the SEC is playing, and right behind that, the ACC. Rick Kaczynski's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, coach at Nebraska and uh, over at Iowa, and uh, we're getting his reaction to the Big Ten. What happens now in the Big Ten? I just a while back watched uh, Commissioner Warren's interview with Dave Rebson on BTN. Some tough questions were asked by Rebson. Not many answers given, direct answers given by Warren. One special, as has been Iowa. And what is your sense being in the Big Ten as long as you've been with the league letting somebody moonlight, let Nebraska go play <laughs> play ball. I'm laughing, too, because I don't think they're going to let them. But, you know, or is, is it time to, to put a for sale sign in the front yard? And there's too much money in the Big Ten to leave them. I get that. But, man, uh, the Big Ten's always been a, a one-voice league with 14 members, and you got some voices that, that are really disgusted with this decision. Oh, absolutely, and and not only not only the Nebraska and uh, Nebraska and Iowa, but also you know Penn State. You know, Coach Franklin yeah. come out and in Ohio State, and obviously Coach Harbaugh, the sentiment that that he shared yesterday in his letter. I mean, this this isn't this isn't going to go this isn't going to go away. But it, it's really nice um, to see the coaches obviously backing the players. You know where the coaches stand. And that was good to see, because um, I think up until yesterday, um, you really didn't know where the coaches were. Obviously, you know, as a ball coach and a player, I think these guys knew where these coaches yeah. stood. But publicly, they, you know, they, they they got on got on their podiums, you know, and, and spoke spoke their gospel and how they feel about their team, their players, their universities, you know, the game of college football, and 
and you know why it's so important and why we need to do this moving forward. Um, so, uh, but man, I, I just you know Schmidt, Schmitty, man, I tell you, you know this stuff. It, you're gonna have to get lawyers involved, I think, and there is a ton of money in the in, in the Big Ten. Um, but I mean, how do you? Gosh, I, I just I just don't know what the repercussions would be with uh, with with teams wanting to go play play football. Um, obviously, the Big Ten's a, a big, powerful um, conference with a bunch of bunch of resources. I'm sure they got good attorneys, but I'm sure I'm sure Nebraska does too, and, and Ohio State and Penn State. So uh, I think that's that's the next step in this is. Um, with I didn't see any of uh, you know Warren's interview or his presser, uh, but I think the next step is okay. What do you do with the players? What are you allowed to do? Right? How, how are we? How are we? How are we moving? How are we moving forward? You know, you got eligibility questions, right? You got you got financial questions. Cash, you got no uh, mo- you got no money coming in, okay? And you got scholarships that are going to be carried over on top of one another. Yeah, I mean, there's just this is you know this. Uh, I I hope it doesn't change the trajectory of college football movement. Not just college football, but but obviously college football is it's a revenue earning sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I just hope that this these decisions don't affect. And I think they will. You know, I, I you know I, I've used the term before <laughs> during this interview. If I was a hedging man. Uh, edging man, uh, if I was a betting man, this is this is going to change all this. It, this doesn't have uh, an effect just on football. This is going to be a ripple effect, and it's going to be very very difficult to to recover. Um, I mean, I know Coach Alvarez. Uh, he sent a letter out um, to to Badger fans. I think late last week or, or or over the weekend, talking about the losses that they've already accrued. Um, you know, Ipte down in Clemson. Um, you know, they're basically their 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 club there, their season ticket holders. They're asking their season ticket holders uh, to not request refunds for their money uh, for their tickets. And you know, you're you're talking about it. That that's a school that just won a national championship. That that's how that's how tight the margins are um, in 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 all of college athletics, even with the TV money. I think you look at Nebraska a few years ago. You had sixteen and a half million from outright donations, and then twenty-seven million. You had twenty-seven million from TV with the shared revenue, and I think Nebraska made under seven million dollars. So you take those things away, you got to cut somewhere, right? Where are you cutting? And uh, man, there's just there's just. I'm glad I'm not an AD or a yeah. president right now. I mean, those guys are—they're going to be—they're going to be earning their money here all across the country. But uh, man, it's uh, unfortunately I, I think that you're going to have the haves and, and the have-nots again, and and I think it's it's going to shake up a little the parity and the balance that's been great about college football over the last 20 years. I think you're going to see some changes again, unfortunately. More from Coach Kaczynski, our chat with Kaz. Uh, Next segment, Mike Babcock is on the way. Reminder, one out of three fatal crashes involves an impaired driver, drunk driving, buzzed or high driving, never acceptable. Law enforcement officers working around the clock with sobriety checkpoints and saturation patrols as a driver. Make that correct choice of a non-alcoholic drink or have a pre-selected 
designated driver. Be smart, start the conversation. Who's driving home? Brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. We will get into what is Nebraska's next move. Do you take your medicine? Stay with the Big Ten? A lot of money. Lots and lots of money. I know not in the short term, but in the long term. In, are we going to have a place to land if you're in Nebraska? I mean, what's the Big 12 do? More with Coach Kaczynski. Mike Babcock also on the way. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Rick Kaczynski's with us, a uh, longtime coach at Nebraska, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, last thought, and it's been awesome to get your take on things. Back to, to Nebraska and Iowa, I'll lump them in. Is there a chance? The, the non-answer from Warren on this didn't say no, didn't say yes with uh, letting Nebraska go explore other opportunities this fall. Maybe there's a negotiation. I look at what Notre Dame did to join the ACC, and and then you've got the NBC payment. You know, that worked out well for both Mm -hmm. parties. When you got to Nebraska and you came from Iowa, what was Nebraska's feel in the Big Ten then? And as you've seen Nebraska's existence in the Big Ten, has Nebraska been a fit in the Big Ten, at least from a mindset standpoint? I'm asking a tough question there, but it just doesn't feel like Nebraska's on the same page as is for sure the commissioner and then a lot of the presidents in the Big Ten. Yeah, well, let me give you. A, I'll give you. A, I, Smitty, you, you know I'm a. You know I'm a, I'm a big big Nebraska fan. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you my. I'll give you my my Homer response first, right? I mean, Nebraska would be a fit. Nebraska would be a fit in any conference, okay. right? In any part of the country, anybody would love to have a marquee name like like Nebraska. Um, you know, with the with the fan base, the history, the tradition. You know, mm-hmm. don't you, you know when when you when you're looking at conferences and you're looking at a marquee name like Nebraska, you look, you look over time. You know, Coach Frost, he'll get this thing right. Not not quite concerned about what what happened. You know, between uh, what year was that? Fifteen and right. and what seven? You know, whatever yeah. those years were. All right, we're, we're moving forward. Um, you know, what have you done over time? And so, so to me, when you look at Nebraska, you look at Nebraska as a, as a, as a fit, I think Nebraska can fit, can fit anywhere. Um, and that's a, and that's a Homer response, but I think you'd get that response from, from a majority of college football fans across the country. It's and you know, I was fortunate to, to be a part of a couple places that, um, you know, that are on the Mount Rushmore of, of college football at Notre Dame as a player and then, um, and then at Nebraska as a coach. And, when, you know, it's, it's people hate you for a reason. People try to shoot you down for a reason because, because you matter and you're significant or you were significant and you will be significant again. So, so it's a good feel. You know, there's, there's a lot of programs nobody cares about whether they win or lose on Saturday. So, so it's good to be a part. It's great. It's great to, to be at places where people are going to give you the best shot week in, week out. That's what makes these places special. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think I, I think Nebraska is a great fit in the Big Ten. 
Okay. Okay. What I think has happened, I mean, is, you know, you, I think, you know, with Bo and our staff there, you had a guy, and I think you had guys on the staff that were starting to get a feel for the Big Ten. Obviously, Bo knew the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate to know the, you know the Big Ten, be a part of that. I think we're getting ready to, you know, we, I think we finally had it figured out as a staff. And then, boom, you get the rug pulled out from under you. So I don't think it's necessarily Nebraska being a fit in the Big Ten. I think it's the people you, you bring to Nebraska that understands the Big Ten and works in concert with the Big Ten and understands the role in the Big Ten. And I think you have that now. You have that with Bill Moose. You have that with the administration. And you, and you have that with Coach Frost. And uh, it's a great conference, not only academically, and, and but also athletically. And you know, uh, I'm obviously biased. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pageantry, the stadiums, the tradition in the Big Ten. You know, I was in the SEC for three years as as a graduate assistant. I live in SEC country. Um, no, nothing like the Big Ten towns, the pageantry. Uh, you know, the passion is just the same at the big places in the in the SEC as it is in the Big Ten. So. Um, and when you combine that with academics, I mean, how, how can you say Nebraska's not not a not a not a fit, right? Now, um, money wise, I don't know if you can put that for you know that that that's the find people that, that are way smarter that, than you? me. Well, I don't I don't think you can find fifty million. My last my last thought, and I'll let you get out. And you're awesome for jumping on. Would a guy like Franklin? Would a guy like Harbaugh? Would a guy like Day? Frost has already got his. His uh, his president and, and his AD in line with him. Would the coaches have enough brass to push back against the Big Ten? Well, I think they are, and unfortunately, you know, I don't I don't know how how this thing goes back now. Gotcha. Right, and 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 to me, I think where the conference may have. Um, you know, went a little bit left to center. Mm-hmm. Schmitty is, you know, they should add. There's, you got to anticipate some of the questions that they're going to get, right, about the pushback from the coaches and about the Nebraskas and the Iowas that want to play. Can they go play something? If you were going to have this press conference, to me, you probably should have had those discussions first, mm-hmm. and you, and you should have passed along that information out, right. you know, to 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 the public. So. What little that I saw and heard of it, there's still not a whole. There's still not the answers that are going to suffice people for reasons for canceling. Not only the reasons for canceling, so but also what are we doing now moving forward? Yeah. And and I think and I think that's the frustration and the issues that that the that the coaches, I'm assuming the ads and obviously the players have. You know, what, what, where do we where do we go next? What happens next? And you know, when you're going to cancel a season, in my opinion, you should have had those questions answered first before you had the presser. Yeah, yeah, you'll hopefully get it going in spring, but we'll see. Rick Kaczynski's with us. Kaz, stay safe and healthy, man. It was fun to get caught up, and always appreciate your insight, man. I appreciate you, Schmitty. Tell all the people back in Lincoln I said hello. Go Big Red. Coach Kaczynski there. Sit down with him, and he is – Pretty real with you know Nebraska's brand being accepted everywhere. It would fit anywhere. The reality is, do you walk away from the long-term river of money in the Big Ten? Got open phones here for a couple of minutes. Mike Babcock is coming in. 
here uh, in about uh, 10, 466, 3776800825 What are you in favor of? Right now, it's still fresh. Maybe we're still bleeding a little bit. Are you in favor of going on your own? I mean, Jerry Maguire, he's got his goldfish. He looks disheveled. And he's like, who's coming with me? Now, Renee Zellweger's hot. It worked out okay. But (laughs) it was touch and go. Does Nebraska move forward with exploring options? Do they reach out to the SEC? Do they reach out to the Big 12? Do they say what's up to the ACC? I mean, the short term versus the long term is the discussion. Nebraska has always been a long term thinker. At least they were under Coach Osborne. And, man, your emotion says right now, screw you, Big Ten. I'm going how? And I don't know if the home's the Big 12 or what. They have your rights. The Big Ten has your rights. Can Nebraska negotiate the ability to play? John is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. We'll get to some of your tweets in a moment. John, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I'm not going to judge anybody. I think we're all in the same boat together trying to figure out what's happening. But to stand behind Nebraska, I'm wanting to know what type of protocol they're doing with testing. What type of testing, what the turnaround time is, are they doing checking if somebody becomes positive, what they have, they've mentioned University of Nebraska Medical Center, how much are they relying on them and what type of medical people are they relying on for answers? And the last question is, we need to go forward with a plan from the regents to have a contingency plan to have some money in the bank in case something like this happens and maybe have them look at the books if there has been anything or why haven't we had some money set back for this. They, they do. I mean, they, they, have, they have millions and millions of dollars in the University Foundation, and Nebraska's been fiscally responsible, above, fiscally responsible above and beyond. So Nebraska can take the, 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 they, they can take a hit better than 99%. I am fairly confident in saying that. From a testing standpoint, Nebraska kids are getting tested three times a week. So well, the, the, the the care and safety has been there, and the the communication with UNMC has been there every step of the way. So Nebraska's in position to play ball because they've handled their business. And they're also in position more so, no one's in position to get the rug pulled out from under them and no football. Okay. Well, but but, but Nebraska, hold on, hold on. Nebraska's in okay. position to absorb this better, the the school and the athletic department, it'll hurt horribly, but not kill you. Okay, well, now that's that's now? not that's not that's not the, the same for the city of Lincoln, and that's not same for the state of Nebraska, John. No, I understand that, but how do we support our how do we support our president, our chancellor, our athletic director, and Scott Frost during this time? What can we do as a fan? Just side with what direction they want to go. 
whatever okay, that is. Thank you, Smitty. Take I really care. appreciate it. Thanks, John. Four six six three seven seven six eight hundred eight two five five eight six five. Whatever they decide to do, have their back. That's that's what is the best plan of action. Pete, Pete's with us on Hale Varsity. Pete, go ahead, bud. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? We're hanging in. What's on your mind? Well, I, I don't think Nebraska jumped ship yet. I think you just give it some time here. I don't think there's probably going to be a spring season. Uh, I think you can survive a year and then see how the Big Ten is. Um, what would really help is if, if next season we come back and we, we do really well in the football uh, realm mm-hmm. to get some credibility to kind of build up right now. Our national credibility is not not that the highest, but I don't think you, you make rash decisions. I think you sit back and you analyze everything and you make smart decisions. Yeah, it's a long-term opinion. take. Pete, thank you for the phone call, man. Appreciate you listening. And you know what? There's there's that school of thought where you do. You, you just, God, we've all had to take awful medicine as a kid or as an adult, and you just you deal with it. Well, you, you deal with it and you try and survive it. Mike Babcock has seen football for 40 plus years. This is a year unlike any other. He has seen the Big 8. He has seen the Big 12. He has seen the Big 10. And we'll get Babber's perspective on what today means for Nebraska, their course of action, and the financial fallout. Mike Babcock from Hale Varsity. Next, Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hale Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut, preteen Swedish boy. Back to you, Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. We'll squeeze, squeeze some more phone calls in here at, at 50 after. If you're on hold, stay there. Thanks for chiming in. Mike Babcock is with us, historian, author, Hall of Famer. Follow him on Twitter at MDBabs. Read him with Hale Varsity Magazine at HaleVarsity.com. Babbers, uh, a tough day for the state of Nebraska, for Nebraska football fans. Your reaction to not only the Warren Press Conference, but the Big Ten decision. Well, um, I kind of thought it was going to come, you know, that uh, that there wasn't going to be a football season because I tend to be a pessimist, and that's what I thought would would happen. I kind of thought that all along, that there wouldn't be. Um, You you know, the difficult thing is that uh, the decision that the Big Ten has made uh, is going to be right. I mean, how are you going to disprove that it's that it's wrong when you haven't put anybody in jeopardy? So nobody, you know, as a result of athletics, nobody is going to contract the virus. It's not going to be a, you know, it's not going to be a problem from that standpoint. So, um, if if you look at it that way, you're 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 being safe. You're you're doing the safe thing, and and you know, I wouldn't be. Personally, I wouldn't be totally critical of Kevin Warren for his statements because I don't think that, I mean, he didn't just make that decision. I think the decision was arrived at through presidents and athletic directors, a majority, um, and, and so he's expressing that. Um, even though coaches, you know, the coaches have, have spoken out 
uh, already. Uh, yesterday we heard stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we heard what Scott Frost said. Um, but it, it's just a, you know, it's a difficult situation because you don't know. This is just such uncharted territory um, that you don't know um, what's going to happen. Now, we, we're apparently the SEC and the ACC are going to play. Um, we don't know yet about the Big 12, right? Um, but it's not there yet. I mean, they're not on the field yet, so we don't know if that's going to happen. And um, I just, you know, I'm almost at a loss for for anything to say of substance here because it it is so so uncharted. And again, because I'm a pessimist, I thought it was going to come to this anyway. Um, that they were, if they were going to make a mistake, it was going to be a mistake on the safe side. Um, that you're going to do it that way. And, you know, I think the other thing I think is I have two things to say about the the Big Ten and whether Nebraska belongs in it. From from a personal standpoint, exclusive, just hypothetical, exclusive of the money, mm-hmm. I never thought that was a good idea. I don't think Nebraska belongs in the Big Ten. I think it belonged in the Big 12. I know that the former Big Eight was was falling apart anyway. You know, the Missouri left, the Colorado left. Uh, eventually, Texas A&M left. To, uh, Texas A&M left the Big Twelve. Um, but but I I thought that Nebraska belonged there. But from a money standpoint, Big Ten, show me the money. That's what it turned out to be. Um, so if you're going to make that decision to be a member of the conference, unfortunately. I think you have to follow whatever the conference decides. And uh, that's the situation Nebraska's in right now is if you committed to that conference, I think you have to go under, you have to follow what that conference says. Now, if you're, you know, if you're going to back out of that, then you're asking to be taken out of the money that the, the, the reason that you got in that conference in the first place was the money. Show me the money and you're going to need that money because of what's happened now with no football season. You're going to need that money at some point. Mike Babcock's with us. Babbers, that's the rub. I mean, you, you nailed it with, all right, you, you, you can go shopping, but you're not going to have the same full wallet other spots, assuming other spots would take you. And I think Nebraska would – Find an open door in the Big Twelve. I think they could. I think they could find a, a new conference. But the the, the blowback immediately financially is going to crush you. And then what do you got to? What type of leverage and what type of payday will you get because you're the new guy and you need a home? I mean, it was kind of. And I know Nebraska had to wait a while to get full membership money from the Big Ten, but the last few years it's been pretty good. And Nebraska on the playing field hasn't exactly lived up to their billing, their history. So, you know, what what type of standing does Nebraska have to, to be attractive, in your opinion, to other leagues? Well, I, no, I think that there's that potential for that. But I, but I think from a geographic standpoint, the Big 12 would be about the only thing that you're realistically that you would you, you could be a part of and still you know, it wouldn't make any kind of a sense whatsoever. Uh, but like you said, there was the transition into the Big Ten, becoming a fully vested member. Um, you're, you probably would go in. You would. Uh, you, that would be a factor. 
Um, I just think that, you know, uprooting a program and putting it in a different conference now because of this, because of something that is so out of the ordinary, is so, you know, uncharted territory type, um, just would magnify your problems. I mean, I, again, I think that if you, if you committed to a conference, you probably have to go along with what the majority of the schools in the conference and, and again, I'm not talking necessarily about coaches or maybe even athletic directors, but you're talking about university presidents. Obviously, there was some kind of consensus um, as to why that decision was made. And uh, I think you have, to, you have to stay with the commitment. Now, can there be a, a season in the spring? I don't think so. I, I just don't see how that's going to work. Well, what about, what about permission, Babbers? I got about a minute and a half. What about the Big Ten and permission to play in the fall? Well, that's conceivable. You know, so 100 years ago, you go to the pandemic, the Spanish flu pandemic, epidemic, whatever. Um, Nebraska played, you know, there, there was no conference, but Nebraska played some games, a couple of conference teams, uh, some military teams. I, I suppose that's possible. But then it affects eligibility of your players compared yep. to the other players in your conference. Um, there's a whole other dynamic operating there. So I think it would be difficult to do because then there are other questions that have to be answered that you create from that standpoint. And you have to weigh that again again against the revenue that uh, what kind of revenue you think you would make. You would have to be involved with some kind of TV deal to generate some yeah. revenue. Babbers, uh, 30 seconds here. How does the city of Lincoln survive a, a spring and fall with no football or no Boy, sports? I don't know. I don't know. I mean... I, I was devastated when I heard the news, and I expected it. So, um, and I, you know, I'm just that's just me. But yeah, it is so important to to Nebraska fans. Uh, Football is so important. I don't know; it's going to be difficult, certainly. Babbers, thank you for your perspective and your thoughts and your intelligence on this. We'll we'll check in with you again soon, and stay safe and healthy. All right. All right. Thanks. Mike Babcock with us. HailVarsity.com and magazine at MD Babs on Twitter. Got time for a couple more phone calls before we hang it up today. 466-377-6800-825-5865 to dial in. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Okay, got a couple minutes. Let's get to Don. Don's on the line. Don, thanks for calling Hail Varsity. Go ahead. Hi, Schmitty. I've got a, just a quick question. When I was in eighth grade, football was a big part of my life. How's Junior and his friends going to cope with this, do you think? Junior's wussed out and not playing football this year. Uh, so he's working on uh, basketball and baseball. Love you, Junior, but you did wuss out. So uh, he will uh, he will cope. We will throw on as, as much uh, mid-90s uh, football as we have on the old DVR and uh, and go from there. That's that's kind of where I'm at with it. We'll we'll be all right as a family, but yeah, he's going to be uh he's going to be quite pissed that there's no football this year. Yeah. Well, maybe 
SEC and ACC or something. That... <laughs> yeah, well, it, we'll see if they get going, but it sounds like they are. Don, thanks for calling, man. Appreciate you listening. You Thank right. you. Right. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had that. Junior texted me. He's like, do you want me to make tacos? And I'm like, this day can't get any worse because I'm going to show up in the driveway. The German Shepherd and the Labradoodle are going to be like screaming for help because he will start some sort of fire in the kitchen. Do you want me to make tacos? No. No is the answer. I appreciate the offer. I'd prefer you pick up the towel that's molded in the corner of your room for the last six weeks. Maybe start a vacuum. But you and fire, no. No, I'm good. <laughs> I want a drink ready for you, for me, not for you, for me, the minute I put the car in park. Do you want me to make tacos? The end to the perfect day. If you missed part of the show or didn't catch it, podcast is there for you. HailVarsity.com. Get to iTunes. We will have the taco review tomorrow. We will have Jerry DiNardo tomorrow. We will have Brad Edwards tomorrow. We will talk with Mike Schuhart tomorrow. Amazing stuff from Coach Kaczynski today. Uh, Mitch Sherman Fantastic. Mike Babcock, incredible. And uh, we'll try and squeeze uh, some more of the phone calls in, and we'll carry this over to tomorrow on what is Nebraska's move. What do you think they should do? Who do we have? Steve? Steve. Steve's with us. Steve, go ahead. Thanks, bud. Al, thank you very much. One quick comment. Rick Kaczynski, the interview that you had with him was the most positive thing I've heard from anyone in a long time. Whatever the university needs to come up with to hire him and get him back, they better come up with quick. That's all I got to say. Hey, Steve-O, thanks for the phone call. Kaz is money. Great position, Coach, and uh, doing good work now. Yeah, Kaz is money. But, I mean, Kaz knows it because Kaz is in SEC country right now. And he's been in Iowa, and he's been at Notre Dame, and he's was really good at Nebraska. So, yeah, I mean, Kaz, Kaz gets it, and that's why we reached out to him. And, dude, what's your take on all of this? And uh, what is going to happen next with the Big 12? That is your linchpin. That is your grenade pin. And two have gone off today. The Big 10 and the Pac-12 pulled their grenade pin on themselves. So where's the Big 12 at? The SEC is moving forward, but they need strength in numbers. And the ACC will do what the SEC does. Thanks for spending time. Thanks for your phone calls. Thanks to Mitch Sherman, Coach Kaczynski, Mike Babcock. Hail Varsity back at you tomorrow. Thanks.